David? <laughs> you played some RoboCop. Yes, I did. Another big RoboCop old truck. was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you ever play like a bunch of video games in a row and they're all huge blockbusters? And you're like, geez, I'm tired and like, I really want to play a video game that I can just enjoy and just like, <sighs> I, I don't want to even say mindlessly play, but you get my drift when I'm saying that. Like, Yeah, that's Borderlands 3 for me. You just hop in and just shoot some stuff, collect some turn your brain and move off. on with your life. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've played like, I, I reviewed Starfield. I reviewed... Spider-Man 2, I reviewed Alan Wake 3, or Alan Wake 2 in three days. Yeah, you've had to do and, some critical thinking. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, putting in a ton of effort, and RoboCop was one of those where I really wanted, I enjoyed the demo that I got to play. The, the, this is by the same people who did Terminator Resistance, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. I was like, you know what, I really like this, this idea, I want to play it. Well, of course it comes out right after all of this stuff and I'm like I am so tired do I really want to play another video game so quick to have to like write about but Robocop was great in that like all these blockbusters around and everything and this is I think I even referred to it in the review as it's a popcorn flick and that I can just sit back and blow up some bad guys yeah. with a pistol and just enjoy myself and not have to like there are, there's more depth in this game than you'd expect from a RoboCop game but at the same point it's not like again going through Alan Wake 2 <laughs> <laughs> to like how do I do this <laughs> yeah you're not having to strategize a whole bunch yeah. so I've I'll at least put out I've not seen the original movies. Ron Burke has uh, our editor in chief and he loves all of them. So he did help with this review in terms of like talking about the references they make to the movies and stuff like that, which, as he put it, they do a fantastic job, like from the sounds to like the set pieces, all this different stuff. To He said that this is a fantastic a fantastic representation of the RoboCop movies. Okay. It's probably, it's probably the best, uh, RoboCop classic growing up. I've seen one or two. I don't really remember them, but I remember the vibe and none of the games growing up when I was a child, whether it's on game boy or NES or whatever, like they, they just, they couldn't capture that. And I don't know if it was because of the gra- I don't know if it was because of the writing. I was too young to really analyze it in that way, but you could feel it. Like it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And that's probably the coolest thing about gaming at this point is we're just we're at a point where it's so much easier for these developers to capture the the vibe that we're looking for. Especially for <laughs> in license a lot of these games. games. Yeah. Like even the old Spider Man's, like they they didn't capture it quite quite the same way insomniac is doing it with current spider-man part of that i think is technology yep well it's also helping now that we have teams that actually want to make these things as opposed to let's crank this out in six months to coincide with the movie yeah that's Uh, fair because that's what happened with a lot of licensing no you're you're right (laughs) um terminator resistance was the last one they made and while i i 
didn't give it the greatest score. I uh, e- even looking back, I probably could have been a little bit higher on it, but I ended up giving it a 65 out of 100, and it was because it looked like a late PS3 game. Like cool. it just just it did not look pretty. Like it, it it was one of the things for me that really just didn't work well. Uh, the gunplay was pretty decent. Um, the and that, but I think the most interesting thing with Terminator was you're playing this game and there are that they're going with a spinoff essentially off of the movies. So it's not anything that it's not anything specifically that you've watched in a movie. There are some references that are there, but. What's cool is with Terminator, there was a dialogue system. So you were actually choosing things that people would remember, kind of telltale kind of style, like oh, okay. actually influencing influencing things in the story as you're making know, dialogue choices. Uh, that was in, and it does enter into RoboCop, but it was in Terminator. Uh, and then there were also like open levels with side objectives. So you'd go around, you're doing your main mission and there were little side things you could do like for instance looking for like this little boy's dog <laughs> you could go look for it while you sure, were out yeah. there in terminator and just these these things with the relationship and the world building that they did really well and I'm like man they can just get things right on the on the graphic side on the feel of this feeling like it belongs <laughs> that's crazy like i i feel like at least for me personally, it's not often where I'll knock a game so bad because of graphics. Yeah, and I wouldn't normally, but it uh, yeah. really looked dated. Like, yeah. and that's just that's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. That yeah, you feel like it should be in the you know whatever year. What year did that come out? Uh, I don't even remember. It launched on the PS4. But they made a PS5 version, and of course, you know, I had it on PC, and that was back when my oh, right. PC That's was... That, of. I played on PC, and that was back when my PC was more, much more top of the line than it is now. So it still looked like the PS3 fact that graphic. it still looked like that was... Yeah. <laughs> again, it, that shows the way you built it was how it looked. Not It was not the hardware you were playing it on. <laughs> That's that Skull Island issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's just not a well-built game. Um, but I'm happy that they kept going. And when I saw that they were working on Robocop, I'm like, okay, I, I really want to play this because I want to see the growth because this, there was a good game underneath Terminator. There was a good game in there. Like, so I know that this can be better. And then playing Robocop, it was like, okay, you've arrived. This is, this is fun. This is good. Um, if you want to play the footage, like this is from PC, so it is going to look a little bit cleaner than it did for me on PS5. Um, it's well, at the very least, least, it doesn't look like a PlayStation Three <laughs> game. <At> very least, <laughs> yes. We've evolved. Where they? Yep. They. The cool thing is they played. Um, okay, now I'm now I got myself lost in this. Uh, they they took all these pieces that were in the old in that Terminator game, the things that worked really well and they put them into RoboCop. Like that's, that's the good thing is they took things that they did. Well, they didn't, they didn't fix what was what, which wasn't what wasn't broken. Sure. 
they brought it over and then they improved on these things that that did not work and again there's still some stuff like the mouth animations or can be abysmal and <laughs> some of the characters are talking uh there are moments where it's like oh this 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 npc looks great and then they look awful <laughs> like this right here like it wow. actually looks pretty great like it's not terrible <laughs> yeah that's it, no it's this not is terrible. a double a game this is a double a game this yeah, is no, this is pretty good <laughs> no it is pretty good but i i see what you're talking about with the mouth animus those lips very rubbery <laughs> yes and, and when when you actually are hearing the talk coming out like it's even more so um <laughs> Cause, cause there are some moments where it's like, is that, that does not look like what he's saying. No, but for but, a double A game, this does look good. Yes. It, it looks really good. And that was one of the first things I thought was, is this, can you make this better? Like, can it look better? This guy. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, sometimes, sometimes it does not look great. Sometimes it's like this where it's like, Oh, the pores on his face. Like I see everything. <laughs> But then again, other times it's like it, it does not look nearly as good as it does right here. <laughs> of course, this is funny because then the one of the bad guys comes in who apparently like got lost a fight with a weed whacker. Should, should I put the sound on? <laughs> if you want to, that's up to you. Ron may be talking is... in the background of this um, video. Uh, you have to. Okay, it's fine. Homie's no. got a half pipe <laughs> for a hairdo. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Tony Hawk be pulling like the. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna drop out of retirement, man. Yeah, wow. You can fast forward this a little bit if you want to get to the actual gameplay because the cutscene does take a second. I don't know. This is this. I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see what what happens next because we've already seen fairly you know decent mouth. Now we're seeing half pipe hairstyles. Yep. With. I mean, this it looks shirt. like he's holding a tiny toothbrush in his hand. Like, <laughs> that's just, actually a dr- that's actually a drug from I believe it's I don't know if it's RoboCop two or three. It's the the drug that they made up called Nuke that's in the world. So that it's something they're trying you're get trying to get off the streets. This guy's wearing the cut off shirt. You know when it comes way down to your waist, the 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 open yep. sleeve. Yeah. But it's also shrunk in so far in his chest, like it's almost just, just showed the nipples. Like just, just go, go all the way. Just don't even wear a shirt. Yep. Yeah. Boy, he he's washed that a couple times. <laughs> but then, like, like I said, like his the the nice glow off of all of his shiny metal parts and everything like that. It's all looks really good. Just waiting for yeah, it to yeah. get to the gameplay. Waiting for it to get to the gameplay. The gameplay. I, mean, I skipped ahead, and apparently, I skipped right to a cutscene. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Ju- it's just about to here oh, we go. go. Okay. So this is like like you go through here. You go through these different places, and there's little intel pieces on the side and whatnot. As soon as we went to this, I immediately felt Goldeneye for some reason. Like yeah. there was a yeah, way was the like, movement. Oh, remastered and it is a it is like it definitely shows that it is its own thing really with this with the way that everything works like it that there's not really a lot of things you play like this and it's just kind of the perfect double a Mm -hmm. game because there are some things that are more just like this this is the opening level and it's more standard in what you're doing like you were just 
point A to point B shooting things as you go. But then you actually do go into like old Detroit and stuff like that and get to go around and like actually do different crimes and stuff. Like that there's actually in the very beginning <laughs> dude it is like it you pick guys up wham. <laughs> it's wow. it is just, just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, what's funny is when you get new um motherboards for your gun to upgrade it, like you can actually make there be more gore effects. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, straight up, these guys like are you're ripping limbs off when you're going and looking at them. <laughs> This makes me want a dread game. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking. Maybe, maybe about that'll be their. Dread. Maybe that'll be their next thing. <laughs> there was a great Judge know. Dread Game Boy game that my brother had that I played a lot. Classic. They should bring Judge Dread back. Yeah, it's just it's just so fun to play this game. Really, just because it's you just as you see, you just are a walking tank, like. There, there are moments where you've got to pay attention to your health and whatnot. Like, not, not everything is just easy to kill, especially on the tougher difficulties. But you're able to use both your abilities along with different thing, different upgrades to actually help you because there is actually a a, a skill tree. <laughs> like, you can up your, you can actually raise your like your dialogue skills. You can raise your combat skills, which different. There are little point checkpoints in that in upgrading them where you get bonus abilities. Like one of the ones I had was like a dash where I would the dash would actually hurt people as I ran by them, knock them over, as well as like one where it actually it'd be like I'd shoot off like this thing that would blind people for a second so that I could shoot them. It, it only worked in close proximity. But then there was like one where you could essentially put up shields for a second, like it would give you shields to help you take less damage in moments like it's little stuff, but it's like it's this nice thing of, oh, this is cool. This doesn't feel like it's just here to be here. It actually feels useful. Yeah, I think usually what happens in a lot of these games is they go in and they're like, we need skill trees and they throw it in with no thought. Or they just put too much of it in there, so half of it doesn't feel like it matters. Whereas with RoboCop, I think there are seven different things you can upgrade, and you can upgrade them about eight or nine times. Can't remember exactly how many, but each upgrade feels like it actually makes a difference. Like some are percentages, just passive percentages, but it feels like it gets you closer to that next checkpoint which gives you a bigger boost or an actual ability like for instance with engineering it's giving you little boosts and specific stuff but the sixth boost actually lets you unlock safes without even needing the combination okay so it's like i'm getting benefits anyway um one of the things you'll notice like you can pick up guns uh that's sheerly for your secondary so you can you just pick them up for your secondary. I really hope Ron throws this at a person. Oh, it is yeah. so oh, this great. Is it is 
Yeah, this is Ron's gameplay. It is so awesome to pick up a old computer monitor and chuck it at these people. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just an insta-kill. Uh, you see their limbs everywhere. <laughs> so, like, Steve Jobs sends his regards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is from Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. Um, I keep getting off on the wrong things. Uh, I was just talking about the the guns, and, again, those are your secondaries whereas your main gun is the the pistol that the auto nine that everybody remembers from the movie like it's the the signature weapon and that one you actually have unlimited ammo on uh, i don't know if that changes on higher difficulties but in the first two difficulties you have unlimited ammo um what's fun with those motherboards that i mentioned where you can get up you can upgrade the gun you switch but you have the choice to switch between different motherboards different ones have different perks that you can set up using um, microchips that you gain as you play the game that you find and it's some stuff is just percentage boosts but like i got a motherboard that i straight up it was a cheat code because not only did i have a lot of damage boosts and stuff like that but I had it set up where instead of the three round burst or the three or four round burst that the pistol automatically does, it was automatic and I didn't have to reload. Oh, yeah, that's great. Here's the fun. There's unlimited ammo on this guy. Oh, yeah. So all I had to do was point and hold the trigger. <laughs> and it just it just shot, man. Like that. what was funny is one of the one of the um trophies is to is the uh the the training course downstairs and the only reason that you can really lose the training course is as the uh i don't know what if to call them silhouettes or what they are but like as the the targets come at you like if they reach the end of the chorus if they reach the end of the course it, it you lose yeah if I don't ever have to reload, <laughs> I'm just frying everything. So yeah. I got all three of those trophies oh, in beautiful. one go because of it. Uh, I actually, funny enough, there's one trophy that I don't have in this game in one playthrough uh, because all of the trophies are pretty simple to get. Another reason why it's an awesome pickup is a double A AA game because you can just get all the things you want easy. Like hey, there, there's the one hidden. There's one hidden motherboard I don't have. That's it. You know, the, I'm looking at this level, and I feel like I've already had the flavor of, man, it, I felt GoldenEye as, as soon as I saw it. Now I'm looking at this level, and I feel like this is something out of Perfect Dark, like when you're <laughs> in Datadyne, and yeah. I'm like, I feel like you're just ready to pick up a laptop gun at some point. Like this yeah. <laughs> Like a level out of Perfect Dark is are the levels more linear than what were done in a uh, Terminator? Uh, n- no, Terminator actually did a really good job with having open levels. Like, yeah, you mentioned there that. Are, there are, I think that some of the scale feels a little smaller in the sense that the locations, maybe it's just that the locations feel a little bigger in Terminator. I don't think they're actually bigger, though, if that makes sense. Like, I think sure. it's just the location itself doesn't feel... It feels like more of a singular location, whereas some of the Terminator ones felt a little more... 
multiple areas with some of them. Like oh, yeah, old, so far in the old, footage, we've seen yeah. walking down hallways. Yeah, old old Detroit. When you get to that, that one's a lot. That that one's really the the standout level, and it's the one that shows up multiple times. Okay. Uh, the cool thing, the one of the things they did that was really smart is they have you first experience it at night, and then the the second and third time you go back, it's in the day. And both of those, if I'm remembering right, both of those moments are very different. So it's like they're able to kind of give you a new feel to the level just because they changed it from night to day. And it looks completely like that. That shows that there was a lot of effort in it, not that it was just something they were trying to get away with and reusing an environment because because it feels like it belongs that way. Yeah. Um, I uh, when you're shooting everything, I love the whole when you zoom aim down sight that it changes that it does the 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 old like school the like computer targeting kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for RoboCop. <laughs> um, I'm noticing Ron like picking up a lot of things. Like, is that just pertaining to the story or so a lot of it is like because you're doing you're earning experience with kills and all this stuff and you use skill points to level up it picking these things up it's like little things in your environment like you're picking up criminal elements like some stuff is like what he just picked up right there that's a health charge like to recharge your health whereas some things of course are going to be like guns but there is stuff like nuke the the drug you pick, confiscate that uh, there are fake ids incriminating photos documents stuff like that that you pick up as you go around places yeah he is and looking for those everything are just, yeah, he is, I, I did the searching. exact same thing I'll, I'll be honest i did the exact same thing does actually it, does i'm it, really impressed by the destruction in the game too like you'll notice quite a bit that oh you can shoot grenades when someone throws them in the air by the way and yeah, I saw that. I saw the shrapnel someone. and debris off of the wood and stuff. Yeah, that's not yep. bad. You can grab the. <laughs> wow, you the can blood grab just these and throw from them. the body. <laughs> I was like, uh, guys, I don't think he's going to walk that one off. You know? <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you are frying these people, and they are doing like the most campy Wilhelm scream kind of things. Is and it's just great. Like you'll hear him, <laughs> my hand. He shot my hand. <laughs> like stuff like that it just it's befitting is the thing like this is that campy old old movie b movie and it just works so well well ron was just holding a tank that got shot and it exploded while he was holding it and he didn't even flinch he yeah, you still take damage, though. You still take damage. Yeah, apparently, not not a whole lot because he's still not at sixty one percent. Yeah, it's still a, it's still a decent amount. Uh, one of the things, of course, that you cannot make a RoboCop game without doing is that signature s- m- robot stomp as he plods through, and that is very much here. <laughs> like you hear the <laughs> junk and junk 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 as you're walking through and oh, it's God. just it's great <laughs> like, if you want to turn on the audio for a second just so you, you can ha- hear you it you have to turn it on because it's your video oh okay i didn't realize i thought oh ron's talking so never mind yeah a little bit but listen yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
And you can go watch this this on YouTube. It is actually him talking about the movie as he goes through. But you hear that metallic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's actually talking. not as loud as I thought it would be because I yeah. I thought it that would get really annoying. But no, no it's it's, that's, it's that's perfectly balanced. Yeah, it's and it's just it's so much fun to oh my play. God, he just got. <laughs> oh, that's part of the game. You can walk okay. it off. It's fine. It's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> Which there are a couple parts in this in the story, like it's it stays campy for a lot of it, but there are moments where it is like he's having his memories creep in right here, and you're hearing like you're you're I, I believe in the original movies, not spoilers or whatnot. His family dies, like are killed, and so you're hearing them talking and stuff and whatnot because he's the if I'm remembering right, essentially they try to kind of clear his memories and he gets his memories back because he's still human yeah. in all of this. So it's just these different things that are happening and they've got like these kind of almost psychological thriller kind of little moments that happen as you're going through. But there are for as many of moments as you're, you're serious with these things, then you have the moment where you go and you cover at the police desk at the police station and a guy and you're trying to help with the people coming in and you have a guy who looks like a bad guy and he comes in because he has information on bad guys and it's because he's turning himself in so that he can get the reward for turning himself in <laughs> and you just arrest him right then and there <laughs> so it's just it's just the hilarity of these moments where it's it's wonderfully campy, but still manages to have a good story underneath. Because this is, is definitely a, this is a spinoff story, and it's definitely riffing off of other games. Just when he like yeah. reaches the door himself, and you had the yeah. Call of Duty moments where everything slows down, and you get the With, like, quick the the frame of the muzzle flash from like eighties. Oh, I can skip. Movies. I can skip forward. I didn't realize. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna see if we can get to like old Detroit. Here we go. Yeah, this is where I like think that's the a open. Record, yeah, this is the open world level where, like I said, you've got these things. So you, can, one of the things they have in the side, it like runs probably about to try and give somebody a ticket <laughs> because they parked in front of a hydrant. <laughs> he, he apparently cannot figure out how to do it. Which it doesn't is look funny. like it's uh, that, or he's just really that. interesting. He that, or he just wanted to look at the car to see if it belongs in this. <laughs> No, it looks like he's trying to give it a ticket. Is this movie accurate? <laughs> he's checking the details. Oh, this is the fact that you could do that though. That's that's great. Yeah, it's and they're obviously planned instances. Like, there's only so many of these in the environment. But you'll go like again from the linear missions to in here. You go around exploring, and there's a lot of side things to do. Like there was one where I went and. There was this kid who was trying to buy drugs in the city and he bought it. He was buying it from this new dealer who was, what was it? He was selling, he was stealing it from other dealers and selling it for half price is what was happening. So you go and try to find him. You go and you call him on the number and he recognizes who RoboCop is right away because RoboCop's voice is very recognizable. 
but then the other dealers show up <laughs> while you're on the phone with him to like kill him <laughs> he screams i'm doing the laundry over here please help me <laughs> and so you run over to his apartment to help you go up to the roof only to ha- go through this cutscene where the dealers are giving him an economics lesson <laughs> <laughs> on, on like how if you lower the 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 price like then they have to lower their price and it's almost this thing of we don't care that you're stealing it it's that you're selling it for half price so we're gonna have to kill you <laughs> that <laughs> and sounds like you, a borderlands thing oh it's so funny and then you go and do all of this stuff and then you catch him and i forget the options exactly that you have but you keep him from killing himself and then he <laughs> and tell him if he goes to prison, then you'll speak to the people and then he can actually like work in the laundry, which is apparently his passion for some reason. So he's like, oh, I'll do that. <laughs> hey, it's just, better than being on drugs. You know, I think what's even funnier is the fact that. I, you go to the prison for a mission that you have to do where somebody's breaking somebody out and you run into him in the laundry. <laughs> like, like, Living so they the even tie, they even tie it. It like they actually thought through these missions. It's not just that they're these things that you do in the world. They're th- well thought through. And it's just like, you'll have that, but then you'll also have one where there's a, a, prostitute that's been murdered and you got to find out you got to go around and find out who killed her and these and you have these little again they're they're pretty straightforward pretty scripted but sure survey the crime scene find the evidence to lead you to the next place so it's again not nothing that's going to be too over the top too deep but just the fact that that depth is in the game it is just great like even they even have one of those end of the game things where they go over some of the characters and talk about like what has kind of happened to them and they base some of it off of things that you have said or done in the game. So it's it's again just cool like this instance right here you're searching this guy's locker I played the demo and ended up having to go around this guy's shop and find evidence to convince him to let me do this. Whereas when I played the game for review, I was able to use dialogue because I put more points into that right away to actually convince him to let me to do it. So it's like there there are a couple different ways you can go about doing things. And, and that just, again, adds to my... I really love dialogue options in game. But I also love when they give me the option options to do things different ways. Yeah, it it, it just makes the game feel. I'm trying to think of the word. It, it's just deeper than most games like to go, especially like you said with licensed products. You don't always get this much attention uh, uh, to these different details, these different systems, and yeah. it's it's just done very well. Um, nice trying to think of any other things like it's just fun to play yeah <laughs> that's that's really the biggest thing uh there are perform there have been some performance issues i hope that there's some patches coming because performance mode was very jerky on console uh so so it, it I, I would assume it's better than 30 frames but it is not very clean um okay 
there was some loading like issues. You can, like you can see the frame stutters or you can see the frame this, drops. It was it was the drops and stutters really. Oh. Um and then I had a couple bugs. There wasn't anything that was too awful, but like they were just they were just there. I that's really the biggest thing because even quality mode, like you still will get a couple of drops even in that. And in, in those moments, you're kind of like, man, you'd really hope it'd be kind of locked to 30. Yeah. yeah, uh, Where, yeah. Whereas it still has some struggle. So it's probably more in the sense of they bit off a little more that they could chew in how they built the game. But I'm happy that they put so much effort into making it look really nice. Uh, PC does not have any of these issues. Ron was not having any problems at all from what he said. So... This is a it's a console centric issue, so hopefully there might be some things that they can optimize as this game continues. I don't yeah. even think this is a full price game. I think it's like 40, 50 bucks, and I put fifteen or so hours into it. I think so. It's it's fun. It, it's well worth the money, in my opinion. There's there's plenty to do. Ever there there weren't moments where I was just chasing objectives to chase objectives. Like the the boring stuff, for instance, like just giving out tickets, so to speak. I didn't go chasing those, and I didn't feel like sure. it took away for. It would have added in terms of some of the things I could have found, or or some of the skills I could have had, but it didn't really hurt my enjoyment of the game to not do them. And at the end of these open open levels, one of the nice things they ask you if you want to leave, and they will list off if there are things that you missed, like okay. essentially yeah. saying, That's "Hey, nice. if you leave." There, these are the missions that you will not be able to come back and do. Oh, you, wow! Like they will, they will warn Is you it because that, you're moving hey, you not, New Detroit. Well, it's because you do the you have a main mission that you're following, right? And when you're done with that main mission, you go back to your car to drive back to the police station to essentially advance the story to the next the next part. Oh, so it's not really because an open world in that these way. These are open it's level. They're open levels. Okay. okay. So, but it's like, so you use that to, as a, they use that as a device, but instead of you just straight up missing other things, they actually tell you, hey, these are things that you might miss. Okay. Like they even, so I would get to the end and like I, most of the time I just miss the, they, they told me, hey, you miss protect and serve, which is essentially doing all of the, handing out tickets and that's really the only things i would miss because it's it's not as a humongous open world and sent in the sense that you're gonna miss everything really easily like if you take sure. your time and explore you're gonna find most everything but okay. like this guy this is a guy that i found that you gotta chase down because he's <laughs> tagging up the neighborhood yeah man you gotta get those taggers the real crooks yep. Yeah, it's I mean, you're looking at it like it is a I'm very impressed, like with how good they made this game look like it is. The environments look really nice. Like the your expectations low. I don't think so. And it's because of playing their last game, because I, I didn't score it well. And I really wanted this to be kind of that improvement on on that system, because I really like the system for it. I really like the all of that, and when I played the demo, honestly, my 
my expectations were higher for this game specifically. Like, I, I don't want to say they were like sky high or anything, but I expected plenty out of it just because it was like, man, this is really, I can tell that this is better. I just hoped, I was just hoping that they continued making the game as fun as the other one was. And they did. All right. Sweet. Nice. It, yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks playable. Yes. Like if somebody told me, you know, I'll pay you 10 bucks to play this. I think I would. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this looks all right. As well, we I got in the, uh, in the name, I'd buy that for a dollar, which is apparently yeah. a reference to the movie is what Ron said. <laughs> uh, Did, which you we, reviewed it, right? Yes. Uh, we gave it an 80 out of a hundred. It, okay. it, it 15 points higher. Yep. Then Terminator. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, I got stuck playing, not stuck <laughs> playing, but uh, I've been playing City Skylines too, and I've been stuck, meaning I'm enjoying playing City Skylines too. We talked about it a little bit last week because there's the news story that came out that mentioned performance and Colossal Order's weird response to the performance stuff. And I have to say, uh, the performance on PC is, it should be better. I, when I first started playing it, I was only getting 24 to 30 frames per second. So it didn't drop lower than 24. So I at least had movie quality frame rate for a city build, city builder. Um, but as the week went on, my frame rate kept increasing. So I don't know if there's mini patches happening uh, every day that's increasing the frame rate, but I'm, I'm up to 45 frames now. Um, Look at you. Hey, you know, it's, it's not my doing. It's all them back there doing, doing their work. But look, I'll be honest. I can understand why they did what they did after playing it myself. I don't care about the frame rate. Like it doesn't really impact my enjoyment of the game. What was annoying was there were a few stutters that would happen every once in a while. And I wasn't sure why that was happening, but I realized every time it auto-saved, it froze for a moment and then I could resume control. But other than that, I mean, it looks, looks good. The frame rate is just lower, but it it's a it's a city builder. So am I annoyed by their response? Yeah, it's a it's a crappy response, but there might be some truth to what they were saying in terms of maybe it wasn't just spin, but maybe they do have some data that suggests, yeah, a lot of people don't actually care about super high performance, but I don't know. I might have to spend two weeks talking about this. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have played City Skylines or Sim City or anything like that. I've played City Builders before. Which ones have you played? I don't remember. Uh, it may have been the first City Skylines. I just can't remember. Yeah, I'm not Sounds a, like you had a good time. building kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> That is not my lane. It's more, it's been a very long time since I did. That's fair. 
Uh, I I don't even know how I got into City Skylines. I think... Oh, I know what happened. It was... Was it on Game Pass? No. What was it? I got it for free. And I think it was... Was it in Epic? I don't know. I got it free or I got it cheap. Something... It's on PC Game Pass right now, so... Yeah, but it wasn't that that I played it first. I think I got... I think I just got it super cheap. It could have been a hum, Humble Bundle, even... Because I always wanted to play it, but I wasn't going to pay full price for it. So when I, yeah, I think I just got it for cheap. So I got it for cheap, played it. And it's this weird, like, I don't know if it's because I'm interested in business and things like that, but there's this weird, like, I build and have to make economic decisions and watch things grow and, like, manage this whole city where people are complaining about how hot it is and you can influence the the heat generated in your city by having less industrial smoke pluming out of chimneys and you could have more people because you got more business but people won't come and get the jobs if your roads suck. So you got to make sure your roads are built right. So there's all these like little micromanaging things that I would hate doing in a, in a real time strategy game. But I love doing in something where I can just pause, make decisions, and then see those decisions play out once I unpause. So I find it really fascinating if you're unfamiliar with any city builder, but particularly uh, city skylines, you pick a map and you start with an empty map and you have to make decisions about how you're going to build the city, starting with roads. And with those roads come little grids where you can zone the type of buildings you want in an area. So residential, commercial business, uh, industry business, uh, office building, things like that. So you have to figure out being the whole goal is how do I make the biggest city possible, but you have to attract people to your city. And usually that is by pretty much building up residents. So people actually come to live there and then they want to work. So you need to build up commercial areas so people can actually work and so you have that dynamic going back and forth, but then you also need to make police stations and, uh, you know, medical facilities and bus transportation stuff. And like all of these little things that we take for granted in a city. And it's like, oh, like all this stuff like is, at, yeah, necessary, like to have a functioning city. Uh, and so it's just a really fascinating look into like, you get to a point where uh, you have all these citizens and then people start complaining about there's nowhere to put the trash because the landfill is too full. So it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I guess that makes sense. I should go build another landfill. So you're making all these kind of decisions the entire time. And then you get to a point where if you're grown so big, now you can add flight and you could add shipping with uh, boat, you know, boats and, and all that. So it just keeps going and going. 
And I haven't really gotten that far in terms of how all those systems work because as I am learning, I keep restarting. So what you're looking at right now is probably the fourth or fifth city I've started because I keep <laughs> learning things as I go. And I want to restart a new city with the things that I've learned so I can have a longer lasting city that doesn't get bottlenecked. So my last city before this one, I had built up a, a nice street grid system. Okay. I'm going to fast forward it a little bit so you, you can start seeing what some of it starts looking at. Uh, I built up this grid system. And I was like, okay, I know I want this area to be residential. I want this area to be commercial and I want this area to be industry. And so I did all that and it was working, but then I got to a point where everything was bottlenecked and all the residents are like screaming at me, like there's no place to work. And I'm like, there's plenty of places to work. There's all these places you guys can work. It's right there. Um, but the problem was, uh, there wasn't, uh, the, the, the streets weren't like accessible enough in hindsight. This is something I learned in this <laughs> map, but, uh, but I ran out of s- kind of space to logically put things. So it was kind of like, oh, I should just build up as I need. So that way I'm not overbuilding everything. And then I've run out of logical space for things instead. Um, But you see like these little bars at the bottom left. And that kind of tells you what's needed for your city. The top green means residential. So, you know, there's zoning you can do for residential. You put the residential in, residents start moving in if your if your road system is is good enough. Um, but the way this game simulates stuff, you could have lots of space, but as we would, logically, if stuff is too far away, we ain't going to it. I ain't living all the way down over there, away from everything. And so this bar keeps filling up and it's like, yo, I got plenty of, look at all these houses. I realize, well, what happens if I plug in a few more roads and then all of a sudden people started rolling in after I plugged in a few more <laughs> roads. So, you know, it's just like one of those things. It's accessibility. Oh, I guess that actually, you can't just do anything and people start showing up. So it really tests the idea of like, you need to have, a good network of roads. You need to have logical transportation options for people to get to work, especially if you have, you know, long, long trips. Um, you need proper roads. If you have a great distance between different parts of the city, you need a logical road. You can't just use a regular residential road to get people in a long distance. You need a freeway road. You need a highway type of thing. Um, so all these little decisions, it's just really fun to play out and just see what happens. Uh, and you could you could do all kinds of weird stuff, whatever you want. And it's just fun to see and figure out the puzzle of like, oh, frick, okay, I need, I need something here. Is this possible? So, um, I'm I'm really liking this game. <laughs> um, I- I just love how we've went from a game 
where David loved it because he could turn his brain off to a game where it's like, you have to have your brain on. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Um, It does start off super thoughtful at first. And I will say the tutorial system for this game is worse than the first one. And I, I need to play the first one again to remember what its tutorials were like, but I feel like they were better than this one. This one, it explains a lot, but there are moments where they kind of leave you hanging. Like building the water system, like it tells you like what the water system is for, what you, what you need to do, how it impacts the community. But it, in the, I believe in the first one, like it was literally like, click this button. All right. Now choose this thing. All right. Now drag this over so you can, you know, put the water line with the, the, so it could get to the city, that sort of thing. This does not do that. This is, this is what it does. Choose a thing, but you have to figure out how to kind of put it together. Um, which was more annoying because I didn't have that, uh, remembrance of certain things. And they've added like in the old one, for example, uh, you can only do stuff above ground. This one, you could do stuff underground. So you could have underground power lines and things like that. Um, so experimenting with that stuff was like, I, I don't know what's going on. And then not knowing what's actually improved or added on with this, uh, that made it a little bit tougher too. So I wish the tutorial went more so like, if you've never played this game, this is how the tutorial should go. This is, this is how you should. But I this. would need like if you're if you're horrible at this. Yeah, exactly. You play. <laughs> this is exactly. Yeah. So I've definitely had to go on YouTube and you know watch some City Skylines veterans um, to to get my hand you know my mind around this but once you kind of get a grasp of just getting stuff going um you could turn your brain off a little bit more so um you could kind of have the basics but i mean you see all these arrows on the screen right this is pointing in the wind direction so as thoughtful as you get if you build like industry for example that's where you get all the the warehouses and the manufacturing and the you know the, the the plants and you know all that kind of stuff. If you put industry in the wrong direction, all that pollution can blow into the residential area because the wind direction is blowing all that stuff, and now your uh, okay. city is polluted. So like it's that, or you know, if you want to use like there's forest down there in the in the bottom left. There's a lot of forest. You could impact the quality of the forest if you put industry in the wrong direction and the wind's like blowing all the <laughs> crap that way. So you you do have to be kind of, there's pre-planning. There's planning as you go. There's quick decision, you know, all, kinda, all that kind of stuff like is in there. You can get, you can get as simple and um, just go with the flow as you want or you can get as serious and like, I'm going to build a real city I'm a, I'm a rebuild Paris in, you know, <laughs> like whatever you want to do. Uh, so it does have that kind of depth. I'm not there yet. Uh, I probably never will be, but yeah, I, I just enjoy putting these cities together and watching stuff happen. And then, you know, as, as stuff comes up, solving the problems uh, as they come. So it is, is fun. It, is it one of those games where I feel like, 
it's kind of a unique feature that some games have where you'll start playing it and then you'll blink and it's been three hours. This feels like a game where that could happen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened That happened to me yesterday morning. It was 8.20, and next thing I knew, it was 9.17, and I needed to leave for work. <laughs> so I was like, oh, crap. Because, um, yeah, after you start putting stuff together and watching things play out, that's where that's where the real fun begins, because now, now stuff, is, you're seeing your, your decision-making happen, and that's fun to watch. And then as you go, you start to see where the cons of your decision making start playing out. And so that's that's where the problem solving comes in. And that and that's part of the fun. I'm trying to remember what you name your city. A, is it a Rube Goldberg machine is what they call them? Essentially, it's kind of like that. I forget <laughs> what the Rube Goldberg the, machine is. What is it, that? Just it's like you start something rolling and like it knocks this down and does this and does all these weird things and stuff before it finally like oh, hands yeah, you yeah. a spoon or something like oh that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. that's kind of the vibes that you get with these is you're you're essentially putting everything together to see if it will end in a certain way. It kind of <laughs> it kind of is that yeah. yeah like some stuff is plain obvious you know you 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 put some water systems together and make sure the water line get, gets to the city okay that that will work but what happens when you get more people and you've built out a lot where are you going to put the water <laughs> you know, like, where are you going to put the electricity um you're wanting that great flow <laughs> of everything yeah um and this is part of the original city skylines but you know you could choose the type of energy you want to produce. Do you want green energy or, you know, you're okay with a very polluting power plant type of thing. So like you can make yeah. these kind of decisions. Uh, so, you know, you can have the great polluting power plant, but you're going to get a lot more power than the, than the, uh, the little wind fan things. I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, uh, that I tend to use cause I try to be green. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of little decision making, um, Lots of things you you realize it's like oh like yeah I guess there's a lot of logic that goes into building an actual city and then what's the logic when that city is built and you want to add new things you want to add sports arenas you want like yep. all these kind of things it is actually they actually talked talked to us a little bit about it on my wife and I went on a city tour in Chattanooga Tennessee and in Chattanooga Tennessee. They actually had to ban uh, factories because it's Chattanooga is kind of a valley city. So it was getting the pollution was getting caught because it wasn't getting out. Oh, and I think they said that at one point Chattanooga was actually named America's dirtiest city. Dirtiest? <laughs> like, Even it was LA. like it was like it, this was a uh, I believe quite some time back in the past. Uh, I don't remember what time, what point of the late 1900s it was, but like, so they ended up changing all of that because like having to ban stuff. And then they turned because the city was getting poor because of it. They ended up turning to tourism actually to use the, the beauty of what this, what the area had once it had cleaned up to uh, help things along. Yeah, that's really fascinating. That's the kind of decision making that happens in city skylines. Like <laughs> yeah. the area that you're in can impact your city. And yeah. so as you're building it out, 
you might have to make some decisions. Uh, you know, you might want to build out a more commercialized city, one more, one that's more business oriented. And then you realize for whatever reason, you know, I love how you're moving this thing around and just all of a sudden all your roads are like, no, (laughs) stop it. Oh, that's green. And then I'm putting it on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's not just one street. It's every road. No. No, I could put it there. The problem was uh, it backs up everything else. No, I was overlapping, so I can't oh, gotcha. like put the building on the road. Yeah, gotcha. It just it's uh, just funny. Yeah. Now that yeah, that's a uh, building a cemetery now. Because so, Noah asked a question before. Oh, it was the, yeah. It's the million dollar question. What did you name your city? I just let it be random because I knew I was going to restart cities. So <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I'm in the learn. Plan. I'm I'm in the learning phase right now, so I didn't want to get too attached to any of my cities. A lot of times when I build worlds, I name it Tatooine. Oh yeah, Star Wars names is great. Yeah, I will say this: the hardest decision for me always is where do I put my landfill? Because <laughs> you see this giant circle. <laughs> You put that landfill anywhere close to the residence, you're going to see a bunch of thumbs down like, yeah. <laughs> showing you like, no, get that thing away from us. We are not happy with a landfill being near us. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Cities, city skylines. It's, it's still fun. Performance isn't great. That needs to change, but I'm, I'm having fun with it. I didn't know the console version was uh, delayed six months. Yep, I did not know. Probably because of performance issues. <laughs> I, I imagine so. Uh, I had somebody on Threads uh, comment on one of my threads that they were jealous because I was already playing it, uh, and they said the console version was delayed. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that." Okay, yeah, I, I, didn't I would imagine as bad as it was on PC, it's probably way worse on console in the testing. I mean, yeah, you would think so, I guess, but I mean, the consoles are pretty powerful. I mean, this isn't like a super resource intensive game. I mean, for both the PlayStation 5 and the Series X, they're both much better CPUs than what was used in the past. So I I don't know. There's apparently enough going on to some of it for six months. Well, something else big that's happened. Uh, Bungie laid off uh, approximately 100 people, about 8% of its workforce. It has been the talk of the town. I don't know if it's just been because it's Bungie, but it has absolutely taken over a lot of conversations. So Bungie's laid off over 100 employees. Uh, Bungie CEO P. Parsons said the layoffs have come from declining interest in Destiny 2. And I'm just reading off some just highlights uh, from all the stories that have been collected. Uh, a lot of employees didn't know they were going to be laid off until they found out on Twitter or they tried to log into their accounts and they couldn't. And then when they, and some, when they were laid off, they said they couldn't tell anyone. Many couldn't say goodbye. Bungie tried to hide the number of layoffs that it was. And then many who were laid off had shares in the company that they couldn't take advantage of because those shares were taken once they were laid off. So I guess they get stock 
And I guess there's a policy, like if you leave the company, including layoff, you lose the ability to keep that stock. The statement from Bungie that I saw from Paul Tassie uh, on threads, I think, oh man, I think I did the wrong one. Hold up. I can find it real quick. Here it is. I'm going to read the whole thing and then you'll have your reactions to this. Uh, This has been one of the most difficult weeks in our studio's history. And this is uh, marked as Destiny 2 Dev Team, titled Our Path Forward. This has been one of the most difficult weeks in our studio's history as we've parted ways with people we respect and admire. We've spent this week supporting one another, including those who are at the studio, as well as friends and colleagues who are no longer here. We want to acknowledge the feedback and concerns you have about Lightfall and recent seasons, as well as your responses to the reveal of The Final Shape. We know we have lost a lot of your trust. Destiny needs to surprise and delight. We haven't done this enough, and that's going to change. To us, the path forward is clear. We need to make The Final Shape an unforgettable Destiny experience. We want to build something that will be regarded alongside the best games we've ever made, a fitting culmination that honors the journey we've been on together for the past 10 years. Forsaken, the Witch Queen, and the Ticking King, these are the standard bearers we aim to live up to. We are intensely focused on exceeding your expectations for the final shape. Destiny 2 has more than 650 dedicated teammates pouring all their energy and expertise into delivering this epic moment and its subsequent episodes. In the weeks ahead, you'll be hearing more from us about what's next on the short-term horizon, beginning with our next season in late November. Afterwards, we'll begin to unpack our team's bigger, bolder, and brighter vision for the final shape, as well as the bridge we plan to build to take us all out of this darkness and into the light. See you, Starside, the Destiny 2 dev team. I didn't realize that was the last part of the sentence, take us all out of this darkness and into the light. Dear God, that just sounds awful. Sounds like it was written by uh, AI doesn't it? I wouldn't go that far, but it definitely sounds like uh, some of the communications team that they laid off probably should have stuck around at least for this. I was going to say, we know it definitely wasn't humans that wrote it because they laid those guys off. Yep. Uh, Your reactions? I mean, go first. Yeah, I was like, I'll I'll lead this one, buddy. (laughs) It's, I've had a few days to process everything and just see if there were more details or more info to come out, because you never want to do like a knee jerk reaction to these kind of things. Um, But it's heartbreaking and frustrating and not sickening, but it definitely sucks when you have a company that, you know, you've, disagreed with some of their philosophies and the way they went about the game. But at the end of the day, you're like, but they, they do love the game. And it seems like everyone at Bungie loved working at Bungie. And it was this really one of the few standouts of a good positive, like, you know, everybody, every company says we're like family, but they really did appear like a family, even from the top down, like with Pete Parsons. And then you find out, Now, they're just like all the other companies that don't hold accountability the way they should be, where I believe it should be accountability runs top down. Oh, yeah. Um, And they just don't. And 
to see, especially like I know sometimes layoffs have to happen in businesses, but the fact that it was their first response and the way that they handled it and the way that they have responded is really, I think, what has lost all trust in the community at this point. Um, they talk about wanting to, you know, lost trust, earn that back. It's going to take a long time before that kind of trust can be, you know, earned back. I don't know. Do you, do you think they get it back? I don't know if they get it back. It won't be with destiny. <laughs> like the, like I said, it's not something that you can just say that you're going to work on. It's you have to one work, put out the product that we all expect you to put out, you know, but also you're going to have to completely restructure your, your image and the way you go about things, which they won't No, I don't think any companies ever <laughs> like, Hey, we made a mistake. You know, we're going to go yeah. about things differently. Like they just don't do that. So it's, it's tough. Like they were, if Bungie wasn't in trouble before, now they really are. And they've shot themselves in the foot by doing it. Well, it's, it's so. a backup against the wall situation, so to speak, is the easiest way to put it. Um, Cause in the end, Really, they they were what did they say negative forty under forty five percent on projections. Like, um, um, so so it's a yes. number that a guy in accounting yeah. typed up and presented, and it's you know so just off of a David, you've worked sales, you know how f- numbers fluctuate with sales and you know forecasts and stuff. So they can, how, but that's that's a really bad direction to be. Well, how bad is that number when what you have projected you're under 45%? Like that makes I don't see how that was such a big, you know, percentage. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure I, between that and then between Sony, Sony, I guarantee you, uh, this is probably how it happened. Sony probably came to them. And said, look, we looked at the numbers. We see all this kind of stuff because I'm sure things were probably downtrending anyway. But it was, hey, you know, we see these numbers. We see this. We need you to cut blank percent because there's a lot of people that want to blame Sony off of this, especially the flipping Xbox community. Um, And really what happened was Sony probably came and said, we need this percentage and that was the way that Bungie decided to do it was to well, make know, all of those cuts. I mean, it, it, a, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Or, uh, I mean, we've seen reports and stuff from multiple people that it like Sony came in and was just asking a broader question of, Hey, you know, you guys are, you got to cut making less. <laughs> no, it wasn't even cut. It was just broader inquiries. And that this was Bungie's answer yeah. to it. Well, yeah, Bungie, uh, according to Paul Tassi, Bungie was asking for spending cuts. Um, Whatever that looked like that I've I've seen. Which, you know, that doesn't mean go out and lay off 8% of your... Yeah, I don't know how you go from spending cuts to... Yeah, we spend too much on our employees, so let's lay off 8% of them. And the thing that... Payroll like, is the most controllable expense. That's the only thing I will say. Is I, I understand that. Yeah, but, but you're also you just acquired this studio. 
I'm assuming Sony realizing like, hey, we, you know, we need to make some return on our investment kind of thing. Um, but you know what Bungie's also doing that's not helping that? They're building a brand new HQ that's going to, you know, cost how much? Oh, yeah. That's while just, they're that's still poor planning. Well, they're, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen, they're one of the most like touted companies for advocating remote work. You know, so you got, it's just, it's such a bad look. All of these things yeah. that have lined up for them, it's completely bit them. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the big elephant in the room is like, it's incredible that Destiny 2 is even being played as much as it is at this point. Like, they are still one of those games that has still somehow remained. Like, it's, it's not no top, you know, 10. Still in the top twenty, which is pretty commendable for a game that, by all means, should not have this kind of staying power with how it is being built right now. Like they, they really need to. And maybe I'm in the minority, but they really need to move on to Destiny Three. Like they, they've got or whatever is comes that's next the, because I've heard that sentiment. It it is just they are just even if Final Shape is incredible, it's like. It's still Destiny 2. But like, how could the final shape be incredible at this point? You, they say they're going to make it. Would it would just be a good cap. At this never. point, it's just a good cap to a story. Like, that's the. That's fine. Uh, again, it's it's a fleeting eight hours, <laughs> like, at best. Like, the, how can you oh, make this it is fantastic. Okay, I'm done. A hundred less <laughs> people. You laid off the, the, the art director who created the Halo logo. So. She's been there for a and while. Michael Salvatore. Michael Salvatore. Michael Salvatore. Michael freaking yeah. Salvatore. My that was when like my jaw dropped. The like same. when all the like yeah. I was like, okay, like the publishing, like some of that stuff I can see, but no, it's like every department I was like, oh no. And then I saw Michael Salvatore, and that's when the jaw dropped. I mean, the only thing you can hope is that, you know, there's some promising young talent that are in the wings. That's or that get picked up or something like that. That's really the, again, that is literally the best case scenario for them. I'm just well, saying it, that, that yeah. someone else gets a chance to shine. Like that's, well, that's literally best case scenario. Well, his stuff is already, the stuff that he did for final shape is already done. So yeah. hopefully he gets credited for that. Um, but yeah, to go back to your, why don't they do destiny three? It's like, I get that, but Destiny is their only moneymaker right now. And you can't just turn that off to spend yeah. three to four years developing a sequel with your already limited <laughs> staff now. So let's remember that limited for Destiny is different than every other company because Destiny, the, as, as many people as obviously you hate to see be lost, you also got to look at it as they have a ton of workforce still. If a hundred. If they have 650 working on Destiny right now. Yeah. So. Like, that's still... I'm not saying that's perfect. I'm just saying that's still a lot. Like, they're... What team was it? I read something. Like, Remedy is a team of less than 200. <laughs> so, like, in the end, it's as long as people are being used correctly, and that's sometimes part of the issue... Well, and again, falls on leadership, as I talk about all the time, management. Yeah. 
Like if if they can do the right things, and you know, then things can be salvaged. It's just well, I mean, well, I, if you've seen the reports, that's clearly not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they've had disagreements so, about the direction of the final shape. Um, so devs have been begging for changes that yes. we have spoken about, and they're so that's just super interesting because we've gotten yeah. to this point. Where the players themselves, the grumbling, still playing the game, but lots of grumbling, I mean, forever. And the players literally telling Bungie, yo, this isn't working. We don't like this. Don't do this stuff. And Bungie will make incremental changes, but they don't make the type of changes that really please the people. And then you also have the employees inside saying, and let us do these things. The players will really like this. That's how they you retain the a player too. base. Right. They play the game. Like That's how you retain a player base. And you have leadership going, probably, I don't know how that's going to impact the bottom line. They're probably not using those words, but ultimately, how is that going to impact our ability to maximize the money we need to make? You got to just go. Like, if you lose the player base, you're in the situation you're in now. So, yeah. The only thing I'm really interested in is we always hear these kind of stories when people are being let go. But we were fighting for for this to be for players with this kind of thing. And I'm not saying any of these people are lying. I'm just sometimes I do am interested. Uh, There's current employees saying this. Okay. The remaining right. anonymous. That that, yeah. that I did that like I didn't hear. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just I just was making because we do hear that sometimes with people when they're gone. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you, you get yeah. Well, this you get was what I was doing. They just got laid off out of the blue. Yeah, yeah of course they're going to be grumpy yeah. and they you know all that. Um, yeah. Well, let's I, let's not forget though that Halo Infinite they cut a lot of people, including legacy people, and. Season 5 is shaping up to be their best season yet. Season 5 is good. I've been playing Halo Infinite again, but Halo Infinite is not doing not doing nearly as much as what Destiny is doing. Destiny, remember, they're creating the final shape, which has its own story, which has its own missions, doing all that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, even... <laughs> then you have the Battle Pass stuff. Then you have, you know, uh, the seasons. So that's already three things... Uh, only one of those Halo Infinite is doing. Halo Infinite makes new maps, and ha- Halo Infinite is the PvP that Destiny players wish they had because Bungie's not paying any attention to PvP. So all their attention is mostly on PvE, and that's a lot of attention. Um, clearly, because forty-five percent of uh, the expected people who would spend money in Lightfall or not. Yep. And like I said, Lightfall was a subpar. I'll be generous. It was not well received. And so you have to, you have to expect and make adjustments to show me like, Hey, this next year until final shape, you know, it's going to be lower because we've had a weaker annual expansion the seasons have been good i don't really have seen many people complaining about the seasons it's just 
Lightfall is your big casual player base whenever they come back for the big thing. And when that's, you know, underperforms, yeah. that's the way but the, that's the, the trend. Yeah. If Lightfall yeah. was good, it actually did what it, whatever it was supposed to do. I guess, I guess if Lightfall were actually the final shape and the final shape did what it was supposed to do, I would probably still be playing in some of the season stuff. But mm-hmm. when you don't have the main hook that keeps and it doesn't actually catch anybody, then yeah, seasons might be good. Who gives a flip? They're not here to play it and they're not here to spend and, money on it. It doesn't matter. So, And then what, what happens when the annual expansion is bad? You can't sell them on the next expansion with marketing. It has to come out and they have to see people's reception on it. Especially yeah, so. after Destiny is so far along and it's been so up and down, anytime a bad expansion comes out, that just increases the fatigue players are already feeling from playing Destiny in the first place. I've yeah, so, so many long. people are like, I'm done. I'm done. And then after this, this layoff situation, people are like, I'm not even going to pre-order the Final Shape, which comes to find out the pre-orders for Final Shape have already not been great. Why? Because Lightfall. People are fatigued from Destiny. They they were willing to play if Lightfall were good. They were willing to play. But because it was bad, that was the drop-off point for them. Now it's affected the pre-orders for the final shape. Now we are here. Yeah, it just also speaks to me just again, though, that like you, Des- Bungie really needs to be on another project. Like it, That just is what it says to me because it's it's a whole lot easier just to start with something, get players into something new. Like that isn't uh, expansions are great, but it this is a game that is old, and I mean, I think so much you can iterate on it. I mean, I think that's why they, you know, sectioned off for marathon. I think that's what they're banking on to be their next hit because they'll they'll make destiny as long as it is. Um, I've asked across, I think it was asked across, uh, or somewhere I saw on Twitter. Um, I haven't seen any talk of matter and there's rumors. I've seen one rumor that it got canned. It'd be real interesting. It'd be real interesting if matter got got canned because matter was, was, uh, paid for by net ease, if I'm not mistaken. So canned can mean either like, done or on pause yep so like so. i said i haven't seen i haven't seen anybody talk about it um but yeah i i think the majority is working on destiny and then yep. they've basically took their entire og pvp team and have them working on which marathon which there were people from the marathon team that lost their jobs too so this wasn't just a destiny centric yeah. so layoff this was yeah, yeah this is a, and the and it was all all departments it wasn't yeah, one there specific was, department the unfortunate thing is like i feel like we need to get out of the way joe i would put i would 99 percent put money down that he had nothing to do with this he joe? might have known yeah Just, the game director okay blackbird yeah. i that is, I feel like, a purely business decision that he wouldn't have anything to do with. Um, but it just, I am frustrated because we'll never know who made all these decisions to, yeah. you know, cut everybody. 
because it can't be just Pete. Yeah. There's got to be upper management. Look, if you look, these are a lot of high-level people who probably have the biggest salaries. Just pure and simple. Well, yeah, Michael Salvatore, so, uh, again, a lot the person of a, who created the Halo logo. Yeah, like you just is, saw, these are people the lead who, community people person. The well, they're publishing and seeing stuff. High dollars. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't say their publishing and CM team was. Well, I'm not saying specifically on all of them, but we see a lot of like people who'd been there a while that probably had the highest uh, that had a lot of high dollar, like Michael Salvatore, like uh, I think it's Lorraine McLeese was the name. But like, those people, though, you've built that trust. You don't want to let them go. Yeah. You know, there's there's other solutions. Like Salvatore should have a statue in the yeah. studio. You know, so yeah, it's going to be avoidable. <laughs> avoidable by making consistently good yeah. content. We, <laughs> we hope you hope, but you also want like again. If I'm looking at it, and this guy is like obviously he's made phenomenal music, but if he's got a humongous price tag. <laughs> And I'm supposed to be cutting money because our projections are not looking good. That I'm I'm just hinging my bets on it. I'm not saying that that shouldn't (laughs) happen. And we don't know behind the scenes if they haven't. Just I'm just being flat out on that one. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not saying that it did happen. Oh, it would have. I'm saying we also don't know. I'd say Schreier would have found out about that. We think, but high level executives are probably the only ones seeing those kind of numbers, though. That isn't something that any source is going to have access to. Does this happen if Bungie is independent? I No. I think there's a chance it does because here's the thing. They don't have the... Honestly, it might have happened before now. It may have happened immediately after Lightfall because they didn't have the Sony cushion. Because let's remember, Sony spent an extra billion dollars for retention. They, heck, they may have been about to lay people off at that point when Sony bought them. Well, their and then Sony spent the extra billion. was to keep the retention, which is mm-hmm. apparently a timed exclusive on that contract. Well, <laughs> let's um, let's here let's like, remember <laughs> let's remember one point two billion dollars does not go nearly as far as it used to. Clearly, because Bungie's hurting for money. <laughs> yeah, but like, truly, it does. It doesn't like it, things are. Sony just has reported record profits, but guess what? They do not have record or record revenue. But guess what? They don't have record profits. It's because money isn't going as far as it used to. Things cost more. Like that's kind of where Bungie is. Yeah, they got a big cash influx, but suddenly that cash doesn't spend as well as it used to <laughs> like everybody is hurting i mean microsoft laid off ten thousand workers i know bungie couldn't predict the economy but this is what bothers me about bungie what's they, that combination it's that combination though it's you put out a bad product and the economy's bad sure yeah but my problem with bungie and their decision making is this isn't an outlier situ- situation they decide to break away from microsoft because microsoft wants them to keep making halo which i don't blame them but they want to make destiny okay so they go independent and then in the process of going independent they team up with activision who's like the worst (laughs) publisher you could team up with 
in terms of doing the thing that you want to do. And then they have a bunch of drama. A bunch of people are let go. Some people leave all that because Activision and their decision making, what the expectations and what the contract was meant to do just did not vibe with a lot of the, the way Bungie typically operated. So they're with them for what, five, six years. They finally get away from Activision because Bungie finally realizes like, oh yeah, I guess this wasn't actually a good idea. I mean, good God, lucky for them, they were even able to keep the IP after they left Activision, but I guess Activision didn't feel it was good enough. But so they go independent and they make this whole big announcement. It's like, yeah, we're independent, guys. We get to do the things that we want to do. And in terms of marketing and production and all that, you don't really see a fall off. What you do see is bigger monetization uh, with it. And they're trying all kinds of different stuff and they're just throwing stuff out there. And literally, I've said this before. You guys have heard me say this. <laughs> this is the only game where I've literally have seen every video game monetization practice in one game because they're throwing everything at the wall. And then they're like, we're going to get bought out by Sony. And this is, this is a great, so it's, I, I consistently feel like Bungie is, they have plans, but they're not fully fleshed out. And so there is a level of flying by the seat of their pants that they do. And that just does not work. And this feels like an effect of this flying by the seat of the pants. I mean, you got Pete Parsons suggesting that the remaining employees that the company had kept uh, were the right people like what the freak that's a flying by the seat of the pants kind of statement like if you don't sit down and think about what you were saying you don't run it by people first you don't make that kind of comment especially like at the timing too like it's you know like i said this could have been avoidable (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is just it they no matter how you look at it it's gone wrong for them and the community they're in a lose-lose situation i've seen multiple people use that analogy where it's like you know if final shapes bad then people aren't gonna buy it they're probably gonna have to lay off more whereas like if you do it by it the final shape's good, then what? Like, what? what's Destiny's plan for after that? Like, are you going to go back to the seasonal or this episodic content? Like, what's that going to do to keep? And so, uh, and then, you know, if it is good, Bungie's like, oh, hey, we can cut costs even more. You know, it's, it's just not, not a fun time right now. <laughs> it's, it's been rough. Yeah. Uh, and this, this has been, and I don't want to overgeneralize the Destiny community, but I, I have, I have never felt like Bungie was for the people. I didn't care how much charity work they did, and like all this other stuff. People always praising them for the type of things they do. It's not that it's it's bad what they're doing, but there's always been some sort of like this is our image attached to the things that they do. 
And I've seen enough bungee decisions to suggest, no, this is not who you are, but this is a great image that you are portraying to the people and a lot of people are eating it up. And so this whole family image that Bungie has put up has shattered so many people, which I think is why it's such a big story for a lot of people, because this is Bungie. Bungie's been about the people. Mm -hmm. Bungie's... And to me, I'm like, no, they're not, because you when the moment, the moment they decided to go with Activision, that tells you so much. It doesn't tell you everything, but it tells you so much about where their mind is and what their thinking is. And I was just, no, this is a company, a company that needs money and a company that needs to grow and and do all that stuff. But this is a company. <laughs> like You don't oh, yeah. be Bungie and team up with Activision unless you're a company. Money. Which is not the image Bungie has portrayed itself as. No, it's, you know, everybody who ever, you know, most people who were very vocal on social media, like the devs and the CNs were like, I love, I love working at Bungie, you know, like they would always, after like big team meetings, you know, many of the employees and stuff would tweet out like Bungie in all caps, which we were all thinking, Hey, they're excited, which apparently is probably now like, Oh, they're so frustrated, you know, (laughs) like yelling at Bungie. So it's just... Yeah, I don't want to take away those experiences, but I'm just talking about in terms of from the top down. Like this, Mm -hmm. this is this is how the thinking is. Definitely a business. Yeah. Yeah. So on a general day to day level, I don't think people were generally treated or you know things like that. People feel good about working there, fine. But in terms of who Bungie is and the decisions that they make, it's. (laughs) they are a company so when something like this happens nobody really should be surprised it's so happens when you as a community are on the the copium of like they're the magic company you know they did it they're able to be financially successful and aggressive with getting you know funds and money but also like they're just a good company. Like you just don't see those two mix. And we thought we had a match, you know, they obviously had, you know, their road bumps and stuff, but this is just really solidified that they're just another company with higher ups that hold no accountability. Yeah. We, we saw it with blizzard also. This is the exact same thing that happened with blizzard, the blizzard. Oh my gosh. They're, they're Jeff good. Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and the same thing happens with them. And granted, Blizzard kept up their image even after being absorbed by Activision. So credit to them on that front. But eventually, mm-hmm. it caught up with yeah. them. Yeah. And so these, these are companies. Um, it should be a lesson for any community. For any. Phil Spencer is a businessman. He presents himself as a, you know, I'm for the gamers and he makes decisions that, yes, are for the gamers. But end of the day, he's a businessman. Which is why he's putting ads on your Xbox. 
<laughs> I guess I guess we're shifting. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, David, you showed me this one. What what is what is this? I haven't turned on my Xbox in about a week because I've been playing City Skylines on PC Game Pass. I can't say like I haven't turned on my Xbox either, so I can't say anything specific. But apparently, as soon as you turn your Xbox on. You are greeted with a big takeover your the front of your console. Let yeah. yeah, let me see. If I, I can't can confirm. While you're talking about it. I can't confirm. <laughs> oh, so you it, saw it. it? Yeah, I, I thought it was really funny. David mentioned that because, like, I literally turned on my Xbox because that's my media player, and I look up and I was like, "Oh, did I press a button?" Are, that was my first thought. I was on like, the dashboard. I was like, well, "Where's the home screen?" <laughs> like, I mean, I guess. You know, I didn't even put two to two together that, oh, yeah, because Activision, you know, Mike, I was like, oh, Call of Duty, they paid to put marketing up, you know, on the front page or something. And then David sent messages that I was like, no, they huh. own Call of Duty now. Yeah, I was like, you oh, gotta, that's why they did it. You know, I didn't got to make 68 billion back somehow. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I had a I had a moment like that, too, where it's like, why would they? Do- oh, yeah, they own them now. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even get that far. Like, oh, yeah. The issue is the the practice, and it's that sure. there are already <laughs> ads already on the front of the dashboard. Those already exist all over the front of the Xbox dashboard. Now, I can't even start my console without getting an ad, and apparently they, this isn't the first time. They apparently did this with Starfield as well. Oh, I never got I, never got, I didn't mark yeah, Xbox didn't. marketing actually said that they did this with Starfield as well. I don't remember it myself. I'm just saying that Xbox marketing has actually said somebody from the Xbox marketing said they did it. Hmm. I do not like this. Yeah, yeah I do not like this as a practice in the slightest. Like Starfield at least it's on Game Pass. So you can at least point your subscribers towards it. Call of Duty is a full $70 release with microtransactions. There is no clicking into Game Pass to get the benefit of this. But in general, I should not boot up a $500 device that I own and have to click out of an ad just to use it. It feels, I completely agree, but the, the whole thing wrong. of it happening is really yeah, funny it, to me. I it just yeah. feels wrong. It just feels wrong, though. <laughs> it does. Feel I'm surprised wrong. it. I'm surprised it hasn't been a thing like a more like I haven't seen on PlayStation or you know any other game that I can think oh, yeah. of. Well, there's there's a lot of people who've pointed out the like who was well. The only thing I can think of is I think UFC actually during loading screens had ads. Like literal ads, like yeah. They actually patched it out. Like that's about. But I mean, as like close. I haven't seen it like popping up like on your the start screen of your console. That, like, that, and that's that. where it's different. Like I get it. You're advertising. Hey, go buy this game. Like mm-hmm. on the dashboard. Do you have like, your uh, console on instant on? Uh, I think so. Or in the uh, the uh, I have mine on the other one. I, the, I just the, press the start button off. and it starts up. 
Sure, yeah, but <laughs> if you don't have it on instant on, it doesn't go like to the Xbox splash screen and then and then brings you to the home oh, screen. It just I've wherever seen, you oh, were last. Oh, I do this yeah. the regular start thing then. I've yeah. I've seen lots of people with the oh, you know, it's no problem. You could you just press exit. That's all that matters. Just just press exit. You you're crying about nothing. It's just because it's Xbox that you're crying. It's actually Jez Corden who actually said he doesn't want it, which is the funniest thing, because Jez Corden is all Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is it's just... Eh, eh. You got to squash the, the bug. Same, it's <laughs> the same reason I don't like YouTube ads when they pop up when I'm trying to watch a video. Well, it yeah, just but makes, YouTube ads it just makes me hate it more. Seconds. Yeah, and I don't, pay for, and I don't pay for YouTube. Yeah. Like well, YouTube's just free so wherever I access it. If you pay it. for Game Pass, you shouldn't see the ad. Is that what you're saying? Heck, I'm paying for the Xbox. I'm paying for the device. Well, you pay the, for the, the I, device that shows YouTube. So why can't yeah, YouTube but it's, show ads? Yeah, yeah but it, yeah, but YouTube is not like directly owned by the device that well, like. No, hold on. And, and I don't in have this, to click out of this. Hold on. Like, in this like, I literally I cannot use this. I literally cannot <laughs> use on. my device until I click out of this ad. Well, no, like David goes in, he types in YouTube.com, presses enter, and gets an ad before he can even get to the site. That's what it's like. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not you're, seeing you're not ads wrong, on YouTube. Noah. It's not seeing ads on YouTube. It's that where it's the you know similarity that you, you type in youtube.com you over the youtube press enter video and it's you are like going to play and it shows it, you an ad before you've even clicked it I, I guess some of it is that it's the it's the steps that we're seeing because you microsoft the is the, I, I haven't seen like and again i'm not i'm not trying to say oh microsoft bad playstation nintendo good in this, but I've not seen the sort of ad takeover that I see on my Xbox dashboard. Like there are ads everywhere on the Xbox dashboard. I don't have that many ads on my Xbox. I, I see. I see set. Well, compared to everybody else, because nobody else has them. Like, why do you have Xbox? Them? Has two. Uh, there's at least like one or two different things there when you boot up your Xbox dashboard that are that are telling you about buying things that new ad, actual advertisements maybe i get it if i was in third place i'd have to look for other income too but <laughs> <laughs> i had to i had to throw that big in there um but it's just that that was the first step and now it's an ad like how long before i boot up my console and have to watch a 15 minute clip about monster energy <laughs> Look, it, before it, it, I can actually play Call of Duty or next, whatever. Like, the next step would be from this is a 15 second ad that you might be able to skip before you be able to boot up into your console, which, yes, that would be equally. Well, not equally. That would be far worse. But that would be a deal breaker for me. Like if I have to choose consoles. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. Oh, oh uh, there's there's an ad free console. <laughs> You know, it just that's why we we have to squash the bug now. If we tell them we don't like this, there's no way they can go further. Yeah, it's it's more. And that's really what it is. It's it's the old, you know, give the devil an inch. He'll take a mile. Like if if this is not. Talked about and brought to light and talked about how somewhat predatory this is. 
like it you ha- this has to be stopped now before it begin like i think what what is it just and he said this and it was kind of funny he said this is somebody said somewhat irritating but nothing spending one second pressing right right a wouldn't solve and he said that's today then tomorrow you got to pull out your phone and sing a mcdonald's jingle into the mic to bypass (laughs) (laughs) and it's like i get that you're not exact i'm not saying that that's exactly what would happen but like if you if you get if it's okay to do now, if the precedent is there, then it's like, okay, how do we continue? This made money. This worked. How do we push this can further? Can we get away with? How, what what, away what with? else can we get away with? Can can we get something going with Starbucks? I'm like you, we squash the bug now. Yeah, like, don't let them. Like and and again, I already hate the ads that are on the dashboard in the first place. I don't like it going further. What if, what if they put the ad at the, the beginning screen and then took all the ads off the dashboard? What if they put it in Microsoft Store instead of trying to get me on the very front freaking page? Well, what if you don't understand advertising, David? Oh, I understand <laughs> advertising, but I don't get why you they do it and none of their competitors do. Well, that's why you got to set the precedent, man. <laughs> It's like, hey, buy Xbox Game Pass and your console will go ad free. You know, yeah. Don't like, I get yeah, I like when, when I boot up my pl- ads on the yeah. uh, the well, when I boot up my dashboard. PlayStation Five, there is a what is it? What's hot or whatever that little yeah, thing. That's like where you start, and it's an advertisement, but it's more of a. It feels more natural. Like it's this a is very natural a thing of this is like the newest. Wallpaper. It's usually a this oh. is the newest game that just released kind of thing that's kind of faded. Yeah. But but your your dashboard like it's very easy to move. Like again, it's it's not really an ad. It's 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 just there of this is the newest release. Like I never yeah, feel not- I never feel that way. When I go onto the Xbox dashboard, like when you have to put terms and conditions at the bottom of the tile, <laughs> then it's legit an ad. <laughs> well, yeah, when it says sponsored right over it. Yeah, like it, it's, it's straight up. This is just straight up what it is. Like, so, yes, that feels more abrupt uh, compared to what PlayStation my, is. My like. Xbox is a ballpark. <laughs> I don't know why they put sponsored over something. It's like, you guys own this thing. Like, why do you put sponsored over the thing? I mean, it's technically sponsored, I guess, because they own it. Because they mean paid for it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, they pay for an ad. You don't, yeah, unless somebody's paying just, them. Yeah, it's just it's just annoyances, and, and it's but it's also the like we talked about. It's the precedent that is set that how much further will this line be towed if it isn't squashed now? No, yeah, it needs to go. This is. <laughs> I don't want to boot up my Xbox and yeah, especially I I like Call of Duty, but I, you know, I'm ambivalent to Call of Duty at this point. So no, I don't, I don't want to Call of Duty. And that's that's probably the biggest thing. This isn't just a game. This isn't just a game pass game. That's the biggest thing. Like this is an actual like even if it was spend money pass. on a yet. game. Why? Like, why? Yeah, it isn't one. Why yet. does it make it better if it's Game Pass? If it's on Game Pass, it, it like I get, and I don't want it taking over. But at least like if you're putting a this is the newest release on Game Pass right on my front board, I'm I'm more happy with that than 
I am with like again a literal ad because I cannot play that naturally <laughs> in terms of a service like, like through a service I already own, which well, that's okay. the biggest it, thing is not everybody has Game Pass. So, well, uh, yeah, I, so I, it feels like it is. I mean, it's it's not an ad you care about, so it's annoying. There, which is completely logical. But if it were Game Pass, like I don't know, you're mildly interested, so it's okay. I, I it's it again on the front, like on the dashboard. I'm a little less annoyed by something that's on Game Pass because no, it, yeah, it's, an, it's more informative rather than this, which is straight up just blocking me from the homepage. <laughs> yeah, no, it needs to go. For sure. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> a lot of devil's advocates on this one. This one's fun. Hold on. Hear me out. Can you imagine how mad I w- you would be if Redfall came up over the front? <laughs> <They> wouldn't. Tr- <laughs> yes, I would be mad. Yes. <laughs> like I thought, I forgot about this. He's back. No. So all right. So how funny? Since they're, we we pay on the one of the coders over at Xbox pay one of the coders on the side to like just occasionally code it in to where whenever somebody turns on their xbox super mario wonder and then goes one (laughs) (laughs) or marvel spider-man 2 like just to like that way you know just make it sporadic enough that when they call into customer service like you really think we would put an ad for mario wonder like it's just a bug like like I, could I think it'd be really understand funny. this takeover ad if you clicked into the Microsoft Store. Like you click in like, the Microsoft yeah. Store, it, it pops and up, and then it pops up, yeah. and then you exit. Like I understand that. Yeah. Uh, like no, I that agree. that I would actually be fine with because I'm going somewhere to look for things to buy. Mm-hmm. This Are you is like me I'm, you don't turn on your Xbox to immediately want to buy something. I have Game Pass. I just wait for the game to hit there. I'm a, I'm an as an you're Xbox using, player. I no longer buy anything. You're using your Xbox incorrectly. It's only there <laughs> so you buy things. You don't play games yep. on it. <laughs> I, I just buy controllers. <laughs> there are no games to play, David. You don't play games yep. on it. You just buy games. Xbox no games. Theoretically, should, should play. Speaking of which, there are nine people on Steam playing Redfall right now for that update for our podcast. Shout listeners. out to them. They're still going. They're still yeah. going. All nine of them. <laughs> yep. If I had the time, I really would like to do an episode of us just trying to find all the players of Redfall. Oh, I thought you were about <laughs> to say us playing Redfalls, but like, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't want that at all. A- Anthony shows up. He's the only person on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, where'd you go? Typing or no, David and, I, David and I are playing a uh, COD <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, Anthony, having a great time playing Redfall. Like, <laughs> we're with but you, guys, buddy. It's ten o'clock my Don't time. Worry. Where you? Where you at? I've been here. Oh, we. It must be lag or something because we see you. We don't know why you can't see us. You know. Oh. All right. Well, that has filled this episode pretty well. That's some other stories. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that'll do it for us. So, uh, speaking of things that need to go, we do. So, appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. Uh, it's a big week next week. You know what I was thinking before we go? It's Call of Duty week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. going to be a which not Sick. next week, the week after because we're taking yeah. a break next yes. week. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, totally not to play God. <laughs> 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 I, couldn't even, I couldn't even finish the sentence. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be down here for like two straight days. <laughs> Literally. You get... Okay, you, you, uh, are you allowed to say if you're reviewing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the early access has already hit. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys so are going to be done. Early campaign access. Yeah, campaign you guys are going to be done with the actual review probably in three days. So <laughs> at this yeah. point, it's just going to be. That's a big hope. Doing well, we have. Stuff. We, yeah, that's the biggest thing because the. the in review time, we get it at the same time as every other person in the world gets it. So, so we have campaign at the same time as everybody else uh, oh, okay. for early campaign access, and then we get to play multiplayer and zombies when everybody else starts. So, but it should be fun. Uh we just got out of, out of October, which I mean was banger after banger after banger after banger. Uh, November is is still pretty stacked. There's some stuff there that's worth playing for sure. Like we're it's slowing down a little bit. We're we're getting out of the uh you know, it's probably Monsoon 70 miles season. Yeah. <laughs> probably getting out of the 70 mile an hour zone uh and more into a 55 mile an hour zone. Um so yeah, I mean there there's there's still going to be some stuff to talk about this month. So that's exciting. With that said, we'll see you in two weeks. Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Deuces. <laughs>